0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to you at whatever time you've tuned in today. You're listening to the Dumfries and Galloway Rugby Podcast and this is episode 8. Now, this horribly cold weather has put somewhat of a stop to rugby right across the country. But luckily for you, there's still plenty to talk about and will continue to come at you weekly no matter the weather. Unluckily for you, though perhaps, is that you've only myself and John today but we still have a brilliant episode in store. So don't worry about that. First things first though, John, how are you? Are you feeling Christmassy? Are you often a Christmassy person?
1: I'm I'm not
0: overly Christmassy,
1: but I suppose with the start of a new family, sort of Christmas is starting to become more significant for me, I feel. So yeah, Christmas decorations are up. Customized baubles and all that sort of jazz, and I mean, don't get me wrong, I still haven't done any Christmas shopping. Yeah, so. that was
0: gonna, that was going to be my next question because I'm I'm awful for Christmas presents, but I've not even started, and I'll be shopping right up until midnight on Christmas Eve. So I was going to ask if you're the same.
1: Yeah, normally it's a, normally it's an Amazon Prime thing, but I'm even now starting to doubt if Amazon Prime will come through for me with all the all the strike action that's happening. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Maybe we see him. Maybe be a wee trip to the to the Peel Industrial Estate over in Dumfries. We running TK Max. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Well, as
0: we edge closer to Christmas, the winter break, which marks the midway point for some teams and actually the end of the season for others, it kind of gives us a good chance to collect our notes, listen back to the previous seven episodes we've done to this point, and kind of see where everyone stands. That's why this week we're going to start off with a little Christmas time collective of all the teams in Dumfries and Galloway, so we know all we need to know about our clubs before they kick on with the rest of the season. This episode works as a good marker to kind of look back come the end of the season to see how teams have spent their time in 2023. So without further ado, we'll get started with the first team, and it's the side that are flying highest out of all the Dumfries and Galloway teams, John. Up to this point so far, pretty good return for
1: Newton Stewart. I mean they are they are doing pretty well in that league. They are what sitting third, played eleven, won eight, lost three. Uh, nearly three hundred points on the on the points difference. But, you know, the, the what's what's really set them apart in that in that league is is probably their points against. Yeah. You know, they've only conceded 141 points, so that... Newton Red Wall that that we've talked about before on the podcast is is really the foundation that Newtons are, are built on. They really do stop teams from from scoring, and they, you know, they're not shy of bagging a few tries themselves. Yeah, I think the especially the the
0: defensive side of things it'll, it's a bit of a theme in this Christmas time collection. Some of these points differences, there's certain amazing statistics to look out for, but. We remember in that Wiley Wiley episode a couple couple episodes ago, he said he was really proud of the defensive effort so far and sitting third in that league, they've got to be happy with with where they are and how they're pushing on. If they can maintain this form in the second half of the season, they're they're already pushing second and first, so it,
1: it could go anyway. Yeah, well they're only what four four points four points off Glasgow Acquis, who are currently Top of the top of the table. And also if you ever look at their uh, their tri bonus points, they've got seven tri bonus points from their from their, their games. So they're clearly getting themselves over the whitewash as well. So you, I think I well, yeah, when you look at it, when you look at it they're in the top four just now. I think you know top four is probably their their target as a as a minimum. And then they'll they'll probably be looking to try and challenge them top two, um, see if they can get a win against Falkirk, and then see put some pressure on Ackies and see what happens. Do
0: you think Wiley will be chuffed with with how it's going so far. Well, I think
1: I think you've got when you think of the the player pool that they have in in Newton, the the area that they are pulling from. When you look at some of the teams that they're they're up against, they're up about, against you know. Towns and cities that their population is five, six, seven times their population on Newton stewart So for them to be for them to be that high up in the league is is even more impressive.
0: Sticking with that same league, we've Dumfries Saints. So we'll start off each of these teams we're gonna be doing their firsts, their seconds, and their women's sides. So we'll start off with the firsts, Dumfries Saints. They're sitting three places below Rivals Newton in sixth.
1: Yeah, I think for them, for them coming into this season, obviously they they had to change of coach. You uh, and Mac had been coached there for a, a good number of years, and he started a he, he started a family with his uh, with his missies. So that took him away from from being able to commit the time that he felt that Dumfries Saints needed. So Gav Blackburn came in. I think he came in real late in pre-season I think it was it was quite a late appointment in the pre-season. So Gav's obviously taken a little bit of time and, and try to find out who he's, who his best team is and who the who the players are that he wants to hang his hat on. And I think as well that transition is real difficult to manage 'cause, you know, you you have some boys who are, you know, sort of tittering on the edge and when the coach gives up it's dead easy for them to 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 disappear because they they don't know what this new coach is going to bring but you know I've, I've said this in the last couple of weeks you know I feel like Gav's now got a, and now got a feel of where his squad is how he wants them to play and is is starting to starting to turn that around I think they had a little bit of a ropey start and then now they're starting to to bring that round and it's you know it's they've still got a winning record they've you know played eleven. Won six of them, lost five, and the positive and the points difference. I think that's that's obviously going to be a, a be, real big target. I would think for for them boys is to two hundred and fourteen points conceded and two hundred and forty two points scored. So they really need to tighten up on the on the defensive uh, effort. Their defense is good. I've watched their games. Their defense is reasonably good, but. If you want to be at the top of the table you know you're looking at you having to be sub sub two hundred to be there, so they're not million miles away, but they need to get themselves some more wins pick up some more wins and get themselves higher up to that Because, you know we keep saying them free mid table side and they're not they're not far away from getting past Preston Lodge. I think they're only a couple of points behind p l and then you know they'll, they've got to try and chase down people who are, you know, probably what fourteen points ahead of them now. It's going to be a tough ask to get into that top top four, but certainly they should be looking top half of that table.
0: Midway through the season and they're midway in the table, as you say, positive in the wins and positive in the points difference. That's a brilliant building block to go forward. So keep that focus and and they could fire up that league. It's a bit of an ask, as you say that. 14-point difference, but you never know what can happen in in, in the new year. One thing for their, for their seconds, now we've mentioned so many times how important it is for pushing for those spots in the teams above them. They are struggling a wee bit. The, their seconds, Dumfries Saints, are sitting in eighth. One for lost seven. But as I say, they're one of those sides that are consistently getting out a second 15 team, and that's huge.
1: You know, again, we talked about it last week. That the work that Dumfries are doing with their with their seconds to try and make sure that they're they're out and they're they're getting games. You know, their fulfilment rate is is good at home, but also, you know, you see them constantly asking, looking for looking for players on on Facebook. So, there's, they're obviously not got that core or that yeah. core group that they can rely on every every week. You know, it creates that creates a lot of work. But as I say, they are managing to get the fixtures to get fixtures played, and you know they're, they're not too bad. The social side, the twos is all about the social, isn't it? Let's be honest. There's a few boys there that have made their appearances for the for the ones and and did all right. Um, you know, but second team rugby is about social, and I know Ross uh, that runs the the twos over at Dumfries really makes sure that that. That is uh that is a big part of going away with the Saints, yeah, second team.
0: Nevertheless, though, anyone that's pulling on a Dumfries Saints shirt, whether that's first, whether that's second, anyone pulling on a Newton Stewart shirt, you know, they're flying flying the flag for clubs that are competing in these national competitions. So fair play to them and and let's really hope that they can kick on and, and keep that going, especially in their first fifteens. Moving now to the West Scotland. We start with Stewartry, who currently sit in second, but they've got a game in hand.
1: Yeah, they've obviously had that that blip when they when they played Garnock. Well, they'll take it as a as a blip. Garnock, well, as we said on the pod, the better the better team on the day. So that'll be that'll be a real interesting matchup whenever it it comes around uh, in the in the new year, but. Those two teams certainly look like the two teams that are going to be contesting for the promotion this year. With the possibility of a of a national four being created. National League four being created. It does add that little bit of tension to see who gets the automatic promotion place and then who would potentially end up going into a playoff with the other regions to see who gets that who gets that promotion spot. But certainly as we say, you know, when when we talked about defences winning leagues, you're looking at Garnock have only conceded uh, 96 points and Stewartry have only conceded 94 points. You know, And the two of them are sitting clear above the, the table. That's what it's going to take, both over 300 points. So I, that's going to come down to the wire. Obviously, we are hoping that Stewartry are able to pull it off, not only because we are the Dumfries and Galloway rugby pod, but also because that is our our club, so yeah, they've just got to keep keep doing what they're doing, making sure that they keep picking up these wins, and then when that big game comes, making sure that they play the game and not the occasion, and make sure they avenge that that loss at Lockshore.
0: Mm-hmm. John, can you explain for those who might not know about this potential fourth national league? How far along is it in? Becoming a reality, or why are they? Why are they looking at a fourth? Do you, do you know any anything about those?
1: So it was a it was a proposition that got put forward by some of the clubs um, for consideration for Scottish rugby, because essentially what they're doing is the the national leagues are going to go down to ten team leagues. So there's currently twelve teams in each of those leagues. You can imagine so national. One, there's going to be two teams get relegated And National 2, there'll be four teams get relegated And National 3, there'll be six teams get relegated Now those six teams that then come down Will then possibly have to be slotted in to to the regional leagues And there's a little bit of thought process just now That those regional leagues are already quite split you know, you can you can definitely almost draw a line through in the middle of those leagues and say these guys are definitely, you know, the the best teams in those leagues and there's some other teams that are struggling there. So by putting those guys in, it's going to have a knock on effect to all the rest of the regional leagues. So they there was a proposal. I don't know if it's been ratified yet. I think it's still going through the processes, due process that it needs to go through, is that they're possibly going to create a national four league that will then have those six teams come down. The promotions from each of the regionals will join them there, which will make nine teams, and then they'll have a playoff for the second place teams in each of the regions to see who gets that 10th place in the regional league. So traditionally, the West region league has always been the strongest, so you would think that there's every possibility that it would be two teams in the West going up, but at sport, at rugby, just ask uh, Wayne Pivak and Eddie Jones. <laughs> Anything could happen in sport. So, yeah.
0: so we'll we'll wait to see what happens with Stewart Tree. Fingers crossed. We don't, however, need to wait to see what will happen with the sirens. Stewart Tree sirens first nine out of nine, and an incredible four and against points record.
1: The sirens had a. Had an awesome season. Unfortunately, their last game of the season was supposed to be at uh, the weekend there and it's been called off. So it's been postponed to hopefully be played in January. They are currently negotiating a date because currently, just now, I think it's the 8th of January. But after after the Christmas break, they will go into a cup competition, which I think starts early February. So I think they're going to want to try and move, rather as play the bigger game straight after Christmas and then have another two weeks off and then play the cup games. I think it would make more sense to move that bigger game towards the end of the month. So that it's a bit of a warm-up for them. So they get to finish that league. The league's already won. The trophy was presented at the weekend. I I was down watching the girls get presented with their trophy. And yeah, as you say, it was an incredible, incredible points difference. 51 yeah, yeah. points against, 335 points for. Just incredible.
0: Yeah, truly amazing. 51 points conceded over nine games is is pretty ridiculous. So, yeah, as you say, we need, to, we need to wait and see what happens. But even for these sides that we're coming across that are more or less at the end of their season, they've still got plenty of things to look forward to uh, in the new year. So best of luck for them in that cup competition. Plenty more rugby coming up to be played for the second 15 as well. Now, it's not Stewartry second 15, but we'll talk about the Galloway second 15 as it is now. They are in third, having 1-6. And of course, we know Galloway seconds is Stewartry, Shire and Newton Stewart.
1: Yeah, I think there was a real milestone the other weekend there when we managed to get that second team to travel up to Kamarnock. Even though it wasn't the result that we would have wanted. The fact that again, we've got a team that's able to travel from those from those three clubs to go and fulfil that fixture is is massive. So again, great work by the guys that are running the the Galloway seconds team and in each of the clubs. Um and making sure that those those guys are getting games. Again, social you know, second team rugby, social rugby. I remember I had a couple of seasons and seconds when I was a a young yin coming through and it, it helped shape shape you and make sure you were you were prepared for for first team rugby because you know there's there's nothing like being able to prepare for a game of rugby other than playing a game of rugby yeah you know, you, you, you can't recreate that in any any capacity a little bit of training but you know nowhere near as what 80 minutes is going to be so yeah getting a second team out is is huge for for clubs
0: yeah I mean fair play to those three sides we've talked about a lot of cohesiveness between the clubs and and that's certainly the Galloway seconds is certainly a great example of that and as you say fantastic opportunities for some of these boys that Kelly game again not the not the result we wanted but you know some boys coming in that potentially have very good Rugby careers ahead of them. It's fantastic experiences. I know the the nine and the ten that played in that game. Two Newton Stewart boys, young lads, but they absolutely threw themselves into it. The the nine got the man of the match. Actually, played some fantastic rugby, and they're just going to kick on from there. So fair play to them.
1: And that's and that's what will feed into Newtons and Newtons ones, and and make sure that they can sustain their league position. So yeah, as I say, second team rugby's key for club development. I think now.
0: Also, a team that are fielding a good second side at the moment are Annen. We'll start with their first, though. Annen struggling a wee bit this season. They're sitting in eighth. They've played ten, winning three, losing seven.
1: Yeah, it's it's a it's a tough one again. They've they've gone through this little bit of a, a change and a transition in terms of the their overall club. They, the you know the new president coming in. Gary Copeland having to having to step down has been massive for that club over the over the last I don't know, however long he's been there he's been there since I've I've been down here so way over fifteen years but they've got Muff uh, who's who's coming in now as as the new president their first fifteen going through that little transition that the that clubs have to go through you know we we see it quite often that when you you rise up you get your crest of your wave. And then there's there's a phase of having to come back down and, and uh consolidate before you before you kick on again. So Gogsy through there, you know, he's asking for commitment from his boys to to see this through. It's gonna to be tough. You know, they're sitting third bottom in that league, conceded over three hundred points. So it's it's a tough slog. Uh, we've I've been there, was there with Stuart Trey when I first came down there, and it and it is tough. You've just got to fight that rele- relegation battle. I think they're reasonably safe. I think Carrick and Adrosan are, are the ones that are going to be under real pressure there. So it's, it's batting down the hatches, target target the games for the guys round about you, the likes of Adrosan, Carrick, Isco Bride, Camus Line. Try and see if you can uh, pick, pick some stuff up there, uh, pick some wins up, some points. And stay in that league and consolidate, and then prepare for next season. Get get it sorted. Everybody will be a year older. They'll have a year's experience under their belt, and then and then crack on from there.
0: One thing I will say is, you know, we're kind of we're doing this collective to see where teams are and see how teams as well will kick on in the second half of the season. And and they're in a bit of a transition period, as you said, but. They've scored 223 points, right? And in that league, look at the teams around them. They've scored more than most of the teams around them, if not almost all the way up to Killian Fourth, I believe. So scoring points is not their issue. And this second half of the season, this winter break, what I'm trying to explain is that people will know how to go in the second half of the season. And now know that the second half of the season... It's all about the defense because scoring points isn't a problem. It's leaking points, and that's, if anything, it's a positive because they know what to work on. So the second half of the season can be very positive for them if they target the right areas.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that and that defense is that defense can be sorted quite easily if you get that buy-in from the players. So my old my philosophy on defense is it's all about. It's all about attitude, and uh, I can hear a whole load of people laughing because my attitude towards it was uh, I'm, I'm not really that interested. <laughs> but as a, as a coach, you know, you get the boys into the mindset of, you know, we need to make sure that we're hard to beat. We we need to look at defence as an opportunity to get the ball back because, as you say, it's clear that they they like playing with the ball. They are able to score these points, so that there needs to be the shift in mentality of right, we need to work harder in defence to get the ball back so that so that we can play. But I'm sure, you know, Gogsy will know that. He'll he'll be working on that and then it's up to the players to accept that challenge and and follow that follow that plan through.
0: And I think the the same can be said
1: for their seconds.
0: Their seconds are sitting in sixth. They've played nine, won two, lost seven, but again you know, scoring points isn't always the issue; it's it's the conceding points. So, same, I think, same can be said for for the first and seconds down at Ann.
1: Yeah, I think it's I think it's also getting uh, getting teams to travel down to them. Um, I think they they've struggled to try and get those home games, and most of their games are are away. I think you know when you when you looked at the fixture list at the start of the season, I I think they only had. A handful of home games and the majority of their games were away because that second team league's not a home and away together. You, you play one, you play one fixture um, against yeah. each of them. So that's, um, luck of the draw was obviously against them and they've had most of their games away. So, I mean, that's a credit again to, to Annan and w- on what they're doing down there to try and make sure that they get that second team out and they're able to play every week certainly is the challenge now is how do we get teams to travel down into D&G and, and play on it again, fair effort for them to, to be able to play, to get those those boys gathered up even travelling with 12, I think they travelled with 12 last week to to Carrick to go and play that fixture when you're in that position, you're in that dogfight, you need to make sure that your those second team boys are getting that experience because as I say, they may be required the following week, depending on injuries and availability so you need uh, you need that second team playing, so fair effort from them. And I think to make it three out of three
0: for Annan defense, we can say the same for their women's team. They've conceded a hell of a lot of points, to be honest. But with that said, they're still performing quite well. They're the best performing out of the three Annan size, they're sitting in fourth, having won five, lost seven.
1: Those uh those score lines really really came really hard. The, the the Warriors squad they've got seven try bonus points though so they again they are scoring tries they're not they're not that far off the mark but yeah I think they've actually got the worst defence in the league when you look across the piece they've conceded 515 points you know and, and obviously their their scoreline at the weekend didn't didn't help that matter either but fourth in the league mid table. Safe, a little bit of a losing record. We only win in five, but again, they've got you know young Zoe coming through. They've got a good Hornet section there, which is their the girl section that will repopulate that that first fifteen and create a bit of challenge and create a bit of a bit of fight in there. Because I think again their squads quite small. When you look at the the teams they're up against, if you take out you know the but even Wigtonshire's population is probably twice or thrice the size of of Arnon's population. You know, you look at playing Plaincaster, Queens Park, Greenock Wanderers, Oban, Hamilton. You know, they're big, uh, big towns, big cities. So, yeah. Um, again, to be to be able to put out a team and finish mid table and that, that's respectable. Yeah. I think Chocolate will be happy with that.
0: Speaking of Shire, they're the next team on our list. Starting firstly with the men's. Sitting in fourth, positive win loss record. They've won six, lost three, and a very healthy points record to boot.
1: It's uh, if I was Gregor, I would be. I would be a little bit not not disappointed. disappointment is probably too too big a word. But I would be. I wouldn't be overly happy with with what's happened because I we've seen them play pre-season and right. I thought they were, you know. Easily a West One squad, you know they played some fantastic rugby, but it just seems to be the last little while that complacency has has set in. Uh, they've lost a couple of games now, you know, lost three games. It's sort of knocked them, not totally out of it, but certainly hindered their progress. So they need a they need a big twenty twenty three oh. to to make sure that they get back on track. Make sure that those three losses are a little blip because in that league you cannot a- afford to lose any more than three games. Mm-hmm. That that league is going to be tight. You know, Oban haven't lost a game, D L have only lost one, Straven have only lost two. So for them to if they lose another game, it essentially puts them mid table. Yeah. So They now need to go all guns blazing. They know exactly what they're going to do. Their defence is certainly not a problem. 105 points and nearly 400 points scored. So they clearly can do the job. They just need to do the job week in, week out and keep that consistency because that's that's the biggest challenge. Keeping that concentration for the full league campaign. And not just playing little fits and starts and play you know, one game where you can win by a hundred odd points, but then the following week you end up losing narrowly. You you have to put all these teams to the sword and make sure that you win all your games. Yeah. But you know, when you look at the league table at West one, you know, you, you you have to almost go undefeated to, to win that league. So Shire, good season. Don't get me wrong. Good season. You know, coming to the end of the season, if you've only lost three games, you you, you would take that. Yeah. But it's losing three is not going to win your promotion. You have to, you know, you, you have to make sure that that stays where it is now and they, they crack on and make sure they win all their games.
0: Shire's women's side, on the other hand, also pretty good season. Third, won eight, lost four, scored almost 450 points, conceded 300. Good for the women as well.
1: Yeah, so their their season's done in that in that division. So they are finishing up in second place because the, the teams that have still to play their fixtures are at the bottom half of the table. Um so both Annan and Shire are, are confirmed in their positions. Winning season, which is good. Four hundred and forty four points scored, as you say. Good. Um defence nearly three hundred. So Defences is a work on For the for the Shire Ladies Team You know Carter Queen's Park Have won that Won that division Having only conceded 72 points mm-hmm. And that's the standard You have to make sure That you Are In and around that 100 150 mark To make sure that you're in, in contention for that So They'll go into Their Little Shield Cup Bowl competition Which will be an opportunity For them to get To To Murrayfield and it'll be interesting to see how they fare in that. It's always a good competition, a good little judge for for teams to be able to get a, an experience at a Murrayfield, a Murrayfield Cup final. So good luck to to both Shire and Annan in that after Christmas.
0: The final team in our Christmas time collective roundup of your Dumfries and Galloway sides is Moffat, tenth placed Moffat John.
1: They've had a real struggle. Have n't they? Um, again, when you talk about population size, Moffit's probably the smallest population out of out of us all. And D and G, it's a real a real uh, challenge for them to be able to make sure that they get teams out. Never mind looking at compu- looking at their league league position. So the fact that they've been able to put teams out every week is is uh, positive for them. I think they can. I think they had to cancel one game. I think yeah. one game they've cancelled. And they've managed to get that Isle of uh, Mull trip out of the way. So, you know, the rest of the season is going to be commitment from the boys, making sure that they are available. They they've came off the back of that that one other weekend there where they beat uh, Lanark and Clydesdale 50 points to 17. But they've got to make sure that they don't, don't just rock out for that that one game, I think that's the kind of general consensus is that Cami had a had a massive squad for that one game, and then there's other games where he's been really struggling. So, you know, it's about Moffat as a as a team rounding up, circling the wagons and committing to this the rest of the season, saying, Right, let's let's see what we can do, let's go out there, enjoy a rugby, play some play some good rugby and let's see where the cards fall at the end of the season, where we are in the in the league table.
0: Plenty to work on for our six clubs here in Dumfries and Galloway. Something a bit different this episode. We hope you've enjoyed. You know where we all stand. Best of luck to all sides in the second half of the season. John, we had one game. We thankfully still have very small, admittedly, results roundup to bring. The one game we had, very high scoring, so well done to both teams. Shire at home to Annan weekend just passed.
1: Costa Costa del Shire. Everywhere else is frozen solid mm-hmm. and and the sun shines over there. And I don't I I got a, a message on the on the Saturday. To say that the pitch was looking good And I couldn't believe it And I got a picture sent to me And it was green grass There was not an ounce of frost on it I could not believe it I know we joke that Shire has their own ecosystem over there But it appears once again to be true That Salt layer managed to make sure that that pitch was playable So, yeah, with just about every other game And the whole of Scotland off as you say, the Warriors set off to go and play Shire. So they ended up they took their, their youth section as well and ended up the, the youths played against Shire youths under fourteens. Um by all accounts a really good game as a as a curtain raiser for the the women's game. So Annan unfortunately had a quite a few call offs and a few injuries in their squad. And again, with the small squad size that we've just talked about in the in the Christmas roundup, um, they unfortunately had to only travel with fourteen players. Shire had a squad of twenty waiting to greet them. So, yeah, I can see you screwing your face up for the for the for all the listeners' benefit. I, I just
0: know, I just know how that feels. You know, when you when you go and you're on that side that only has only has fourteen players, or someone gets injured early on, and and you just look over and there's a full bench of of your opposition, warming up and getting the water on and, and ready to just bring fresh legs, and you're absolutely knackered. I got a feel for them. I know. I know exactly how they feel.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So that was the that was the case for them. But again, as we've talked about on the pod before, game on rules apply. So Shire matched them, went fourteen aside, and I think Annen went into it knowing it was going to be tough. Especially with some of the pace that Shire have in their back line. And that seemed to be, that seemed to be the difference. 14 aside creates a little bit more space. When you've got some pace in your backs, that, that's a dangerous, a uh, dangerous thing. So Shire seemed to have everything they'd been working on in training seemed to click for them that game. I suppose the D&G derby brings out the best. And some of us, so Shire seemed to be the team that rose to that. Annan put up a good fight. They, you know, didn't get disheartened. This, this, you know, thirty-four points. The they managed to score a couple of tries from their own half. Zoe Mitchell was playing fullback. We've talked about her on the pod before. Yeah. Um, she managed to catch a stray kick, I think, in her own from her in her own half. Yeah. Managed to round two or three Shire defenders. And ended up scored under the post. I think that happened twice, so two from her own half. So she that earned her um, the back of the match award for for ann So they they stuck with it. They made it difficult, but uh, Shire's pace in the backs just seemed to seemed to be too much for Annan to keep a hold of. So DJ Burkhead for Wigtownshire got another hat trick. Shout out to Sophie Mann as well from Shire. And Shona Burkhead as well, who got her first ever try. Neve Finley got herself forward of the match for Wigtonshire. Shout out goes to Holly Clark, who got forward of the match for Annan, And as we say, Zoe Mitchell, back of the match. But also shout out to Hannah Parson, Kim Taylor and Megan Brogan, who also had good games. Rihanna Parker-Clevitt, she also had a good game at Annan. And Naomi Wilson had a good game for Shire and in, in the backs as well. So it was good that we managed to get at least one game played. Annie would have been disappointed with that scoreline. Shire happy with their score four, maybe not so happy with the score against. Again, defense. What we've talked about. Key, if you want to do anything.
0: But as you say, thank God we had. One game in the results roundup, and what a game it was. Shire, 73, Annan, 34 in the end. Now, we've three matches, potentially, for this weekend in the fixtures preview. I'll be honest, I'm a very Christmassy person. I'm loving the snow. Not so much the cold, but if it's snowy, I'm always quite happy, and it gets me in, in the Christmas spirit. But I'd much rather see some rugby played, and I hope these three fixtures go ahead. First of all, we've Newton Stewart who are taking the trip to Boromir.
1: Burromir sitting third bottom of that league, Newton Stewart sitting third. Their results are are mirror image, so Newton have won six, Boroughmuir have lost six. Newton have lost two, Burromir have won two. So the last time Newton Stewart played Boromir it was twenty five five in Newton Stewart's favour but that was obviously at Bladnock Park. Muir will be looking to take advantage of their home ground, their home pitch. But Newton's shirt sitting third, they are going to go into this game as as favourites. I'm trying not to use Wiley's dreaded words, so I'll stay away from them as best I can, Wiley. But going in, hot favourites. A win there will keep them in contention. To see what Falkirk and Glasgow Aces can do for for their game, um, if they manage to win that and one of those sides lose, then they are they are in the, in that top top of the table position again that they have been a couple of times this season. So good luck to Newton Stewart. May the defense stand strong.
0: Best of luck to the game. The other two games we have are both Saint sides, so they're firsts. And all three teams, in fact, Dumfries and Galloway teams, are away this weekend.
1: Dumfries Saints first, Last Wade. Yeah, Last Wade and Saints, there are only two places in the league table separating them. So, Last Wade has a bit of a tricky tricky place to go. Dumfries will be looking to try and make sure that they do the double. They won at Park Farm against Last Wade, 18-14. Um, so it is going to be a tight one. Saints will be looking to try and make sure that they keep on a wee winning path. Um, they've been undefeated at home. They need to sort out their away record. And going away to Last Wade, although tough, would give them a good a good starting point to build going into 2023. And remounting that that challenge to see if they can head themselves further up that further up that table, start catching Preston Loach. They're only a couple of points ahead of them.
0: Also, their seconds are in action. Another good chance at a building block. Push them up that league a wee bit. They're taking on Glasgow Hawks twos.
1: Hawks twos is going to be is going to be a tough one for them. The Hawks are sitting second in that league, having won ten. Of their twelve games, so tough one for the Saints. But they managed to get us a, a team on the road before. Night out in Glasgow, maybe we we stay up. I don't know if they're taking the minibus up, but that could be that could be a real good trip up in Glasgow. Opportunity for them to tap into the uni players that have previously played at the club that are maybe dual registered and. Uh, get an opportunity to play a game up there. Social rugby, go up there, enjoy yourself, have a wee hit out before Christmas and and see what happens. If you win, you win. If you lose, you lose. Good opportunity to get away with some Christmas shopping as well. Go up there with the maybe tell her to go and do the shopping and, and you go and play a wee game of rugby. Yeah,
0: that's a good chap. It's a good chap. Well, fingers crossed, those fixtures go ahead. And if they do, best of luck to Newton Stewart. Concrete Saints. So that's your fixtures preview, results roundup, and even a Christmas time collective thrown in there. The only thing left to do, John, is your any other rugby business.
1: Yeah. So just a shout out to to some of the clubs in D and G for the last little while. I see there's a lot of off field um, stuff happening. Moffat having their Santa's grotto. Annan had did their food bank and they're they're doing a little, um, a little event over over Christmas and New Year. I know, Stewtry are also looking to try and ha- um, have a fixture over the Christmas and New Year period. Um, it looks like a possible uh, Stewtry versus Dumfries game on the cards. So we'll see how that see how that plays out. See if we can get the frost away and see if we can get some rugby happening. But also heading into January, we also have this tradition of the New Year's resolutions. And there's no better New Year's or no more traditional New Year's resolution than this year I am going to get fitter. So to help you with that, we have joined Doddy Aid. So we're getting two for the price of one here. Doddy Aid, obviously the charity from Doddy Weir. That is Fighting Um, M&D. Doddy allows you to sign up and compete with other regions. So we are Team Sooth and we are on the app and we have our own little Dean and Galloway Rugby Pod League. So that is DG Rugby Podcast Mm -hmm. is the name of our league. So sign up to Doddy, use the app get involved. It runs through January into February. You can run, you can walk, you can cycle, you can canoe, you can run with a dog, you can walk with a pram, you can do whatever it is you can do to get out, get active, track those miles and then log into the app and we get to raise a little bit of money. So we're going to do a little bit of self-promotion as well here and say that we get around yeah. 500 listeners per episode. So if we got 500 of our listeners to sign up to Doddy Aid, to sign up as £20, pounds, but that gets you a little snood, then that has the potential to raise £10,000. Amazing. Can you imagine if Dumfries and Galloway can contribute ten grand to Doddy Aid? That would be tremendous. So I know Annan have the little league. I know Moffat have the little league. Stewartry have their own little league as well. You can join more than one league. So you can have your club league and you can also join the D&G Rugby Pod League. We would love to see you there. And that, as I say, runs through January and into February. So feel free to come and join us. I've signed up. I am awaiting my snood and I'll be doing what I can in January and February To get myself a little bit fitter And to raise some money for A fantastic cause Are you in Ross? I'm in, I've not joined the league yet (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) Um. (laughs) It's alright, that's part of the plan Ross Because next week We will do a live sign up To show how easy it is To sign up So I'm going to tell you not to sign up just now I just signed up so we can create the league Next week we will get Ross To sign up live on the podcast and that will let you guys know how easy it is to do and we can get through that. I've bailed you out there Roscoe, I've bailed you out (laughs) (laughs) and also whilst we are um, looking into January, obviously we are about promoting rugby here in Dumfries and Galloway, we can't have rugby happening in our clubs unless we have coaches they are the unsung heroes, we are trying to shine a light on some of the good work that they do. And there is an opportunity for you to get yourself your coaching credentials, your coaching badges. Um, In Dumfries and Galloway, we are hosting coach education courses on January the 15th. There is one at Moffat, and if you're not sick of my voice already, there is one in newton Stewart. I'll be leading a course over in Newton-Stewart for, for those guys There'll be a course in Moffat as well And that is your coaching essentials badge So that is the first step on the rung To becoming a certified rugby coach So if you would like to sign up Make sure you speak to your club development officers Go through uh, Scottish Rugby website Their Twitter, their Facebook page uh, Jump on register and come and join the coaching ranks within the Free Gallery and who knows you might even get asked to come on and be interviewed on the podcast. Don't let that put you off we'll only ask you if you like to come on and chat. I'll throw the last that out there Roscoe well, as we said we have 500 listeners to the podcast we would like to not only promote rugby but we'd also like to promote maybe some local businesses or people who are keen to support the podcast we will have a post will go up on our social media page coming into january time for some options for sponsorship we would love for anyone to come and help support us and what we are doing and we can help support you guys and what you're doing to help promote your business through our doset tones (laughs) on our podcast
0: Come and join. I'm sure people would like to hear some other voices and some other things happening than just than just us whittering on.
1: Yeah. So, you know, as I say, join up, join up to our dot aid. If you want to get involved in the coaching, sign up for your coaching badges. And if anybody would like to support the work we are doing and help us make sure the Friesa Galloway rugby flourishes and if we can scratch your back by giving you a little bit of publicity across the region. We are more than happy to do that. So check our socials. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Or you can drop us an email, dgrugbypod at gmail.com.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this slightly different episode today. Rugby may be on a wee bit of a pause, but we certainly aren't. We'll strive to bring as much news and action from Dumfries and Galloway as possible over the coming weeks. So please keep the support going. It's honestly meant a lot to know that folk are out there still enjoying what we're putting out. Be sure to tune in also next week for a cracker of an episode. A wee Christmas present for you all as it'll be just a few days away from the 25th when episode 9 comes out. In the meantime though, stay safe, stay warm and enjoy the winter break with friends and family. See you in the next one.
1: See you later guys. <laughs>